0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another season of Tea with Timsy. I am back, third season, episode one, and I'm absolutely honoured to say I'm joined by a very good friend of mine, someone who I'm lucky to have worked with and just know in real life. It is Jermaine Genius. How are you
1: doing, my friend? How you doing,
0: brother? It's been a minute, hasn't it? It has. I've tried to, I mean, I've tried to get you on for a long time. Yeah. It's been about a year now, but you finally come on. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean... <sighs> Busy is a thing that comes up a lot. You are uh, busy, you are busy. Yeah, but like, uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed the journey. Like, it's been, it's been amazing. And I just know that, to be honest with you, I wanted to see if your show was any good before I came on. That's the bottom line. I was like, is this Tea with Timsey going to be any good? And then what, totally you, fair. three, three se- seasons in? Uh, yeah,
0: third season now. I love it.
1: Yeah, big thank fan you, man. brother. Big fan, and, and of course you're a talented boy as well. Oh, thank
0: you, yeah. mate. You didn't have to say that just because it's well, my show. And you're top of the league, so I'm gonna have to be nice to you as well. Yeah, it's so. true. Don't worry, I'm not, <laughs> mate. We've all been there. I'm not gonna be too <laughs> nasty. Um, it is tea with Tim Z.
1: Mhm. Are you a big tea man? Massive tea man. Yeah, I love a tea. But you, you, when you messaged me and said like, "What do you want?" There was no mention of biscuits. I see what you mean. So there's no like, oh, like, do you like a hobnob or do you like a custard cream or like a chocolate digestive? So I just thought, well. I'll have a green tea with honey then. Yeah. Because I'm trying to cut down on the uh, on the caffeine, basically. Okay. So if there were some dippers here, this green tea would be no to Okay, be seen. and and then what would it be? It'd be a standard tea with one sugar. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like, like actually build, half, builders half tea. a sugar now, like builders tea, half a sugar. Yeah. But I'd, my missus goes mad at me, right? Because she makes me tea, I never drink it. I just dunk biscuits. That is just a bit rude, though. But I like the dunking you know, of the biscuits and then eat, and then the tea's done its job. Okay. You know what I mean. So, so you're a dunker, man. Okay. Dunker well, man. I, I'm I'm joining you. So cheers.
0: Yeah, Thank cheers, you. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Healthy green tea. It's all right. I haven't. I don't have green tea much,
1: but. You know what our bit, You know what our works like. You You turn up into the studio and they go. um yeah. do, you want, do you want a coffee? Do you want a coffee? Like straight away, do you want a coffee? Like and, but before I know it, before I go on air, I've had like five coffees.
0: Yeah. And I don't think it even helps me. Like to a certain point where you you rock up there first thing in the morning, you do, you do need like it's almost the smell of it almost just just to wake you up. Yeah. But then after a while, a few coffees deep, and I'm just like, I I, I I don't know if I can concentrate anymore.
1: Yeah, I don't don't drink in the mornings at all. Oh really? Bottle of water straight away. Yeah, no, no,
0: I've done that. Love water.
1: The reason why I slowed down on it was this, right? I was doing a documentary. And whilst I was promoing it, I was like on more, on a, like breakfast shows, then you're doing radio, and then you're doing evening shows, just promoing the whole thing. Yeah. And then I was going to work like on the one show later that night. And then after a bit, I don't know if anybody's ever had this, and I'm, I don't know if you're kind of like viewers, listeners, have had this situation, but my eye, started twitching. Yes, wait, I've had that. Started twitching like mad, right? And I'm on camera. (laughs) I I feel like my eyes going like this on camera. But no one, everyone's going, Jake, we can't see anything wrong with you. Like just get on with the work. So I said, now I've got to go see the doctor. So I went to see him and he just said, look, it's either two things, stress or coffee. And oh, he said, okay. just just cut the coffee out for like a week, see what happens. Yeah. I cut it out for a day, it vanished. Yeah. And I had it constantly every day for two weeks. No, I've, I've had that as well. Yeah. I didn't realise it would just be coffee Cafe. though. I just thought I was just, oh, it's so a, I'm, I'm a bit of, weird. So, so I, I slow just slowed down. Okay, no, nice. That's got to be
0: the longest chat ever on tea and coffee you've ever had. Welcome to Tea with <laughs> <laughs> Um So yeah, obviously I've, I've wanted to get you on for a while, just because, you know, we've been working together for yeah. a while now, um, doing BBC stuff. And for you, I mean, I've spoken to Denz about this a lot as well actually. Yeah. I think, because a lot of people say, mate, Denz, he's travelling around doing so much stuff. I actually think you are probably the busiest person I know. Busiest mm. as in, not no, like a, yeah, yeah. a muggy one. yeah, yeah you But mean. like, you, you you have the busiest schedule out of anyone I know yeah. in like this kind of area of work. Yeah, Does it feel like
1: it's, it's a it's, bit hectic? You know what, it's got better, if anything. When I very first started, like my, ho- my whole goal when I very first started, so I retired when I was like 31, and it was like, right, this is a field that you can get into. There was Mm. a gap where I didn't know what I was going to do, but to kind of fast forward, how are you going to treat this? And I just decided there and then, right, I'm going to treat this career exactly how I treated my football career. Mm. So when I started trying to be a footballer, there was no stone unturned. It was like, get to know every element of the industry. So obviously I was working hard, running, sit ups, this, that, and the other football technical side, got there in the end. With this, it was just like, do radio, do television, You know, opportunities that are coming your way, take them on and see if you like them or not. And then it just became a bit of a a bit of a beast, obviously, over a period of time. Yeah. But actually, like right now, I am busy, but it's it's a lot more structured. Yeah. And it's it's a lot less frantic. I'm not on as many trains, and I'm not flying up and down the motorway. So it feels calmer. And if anything. I intend on going that way. Quality, yeah. you know, more, more quality, quantity. less quantity, yeah. is the road that I'm trying to go down
0: now. No, I think cause it, it reminds me of like, when, when I was at, at Copper as well, and we went on like a two, three year run of just filming all the time, yeah. where like, it was almost us being sent everywhere, Rather than now, I feel like I'm yeah, more in control of like, mm. I'm doing these things, you know, even though it's, it's the same stuff, people you're still working with people, for, yeah. but it's just like maybe a shifted mentality of like, of course. I'm, I'm in control of my diary rather than like, over the next three weeks, I've got to go to these five different countries, yeah. fly here, fly here, and it's just all get a you, bit crazy. You probably know yourself better as well, though. I think so. When
1: you first start out, you're a bit like, yeah, I'll do it, yeah, I'll do it, yeah, yeah I'll do it, I'll do it. Yeah. And then after a bit, you start
0: going, that's not me, yeah. I'm not doing that or... But it's good to have tried to those things I think you have to. Yeah, be open to it. Because I was going to ask like, where, at what point in your career did you decide, or was it even like a, a very concerted effort on your part to be like, I'm going to become a broadcaster, pundit no, I didn't know. sort of thing, you didn't know? I don't have a clue. So when I retired- You are just desperate. <laughs> 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 no,
1: honestly, when I retired, I was like, uh, I, was, I was like, what am I going to do? You, you were young. Oh yeah, I was too young. Yeah. I was fuming. I remember like, doing my knee at QPR and there's a coach there called Chris Ramsey, right? Chris Ramsey yeah, yeah, yeah. has brought through every coach you can think of, has, pa- has passed through Chris Ramsey's fingertips at some point, just yeah. all of them. He's, 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 and he was at Tottenham when I was there and he went to QPR so he had Les, Tim Sherwood. I mean, the list goes on. It's mm. massive. Everyone's had the experience of Chris Ramsey. And he went to me, Jermaine, go and get your boots on and come and stand by me on the touchline. And I'm convinced if I'd have done that, I'd probably be managing now. Whether it would be Premier yeah. League champion, I'd be a manager right now had I decided to put my boots on. But I couldn't think of a worse place to be at that particular time than on a football pitch. You were just sick of it? I, I was just fuming with the game. I was like, you've done, done nothing but give me injuries for the last two, three years. I've just <laughs> snapped my knee in half. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with this pitch right mm. now. So I just left. And honestly, I was in a bit of a mad space and I just had good people around me. And, and like one of the craziest um, ones when I tell people uh, was, was Dexter Blackstock. Okay. So me and Dex were just good friends when I played at Forest. Yeah. Kept in touch. And he was the one that woke me up a little bit. He was the one that went, Jermaine, like, you're Jermaine genius. You're not, you're not thinking right, right? I'm, I swear no word of a lie, this is what he did, right? We were sat in Mayfair and we we're having a bite to eat. He got out his phone. He went, watch this. Because he's, he's your active guy. Yeah, Dex. yeah. Anybody that knows Dex knows he's on it. He's yeah. business mad. He's just like, he's one of those, like, don't talk about it, do it yeah. type people. And uh, picked rated. up his phone. We, like rang some like an agent, giving this number for BT Sport. But like, rings BT Sport. He got my first job at BT Sport. <laughs> he got he booked me for my first gig at BT Sport. So it was like, hang on a minute. It's like he believes in me. Yeah. I should. And then I just did that, and I was like quite enjoyed that. And then BBC were then interested in kind of. Me doing some bits and pieces anyway, but I just didn't know I wanted to do it. Yeah. But it gave me some confidence, so I kind of went, oh, I'll, I'll do it again, and I'll do it again, and it just, it
0: just kind of took me. Yes. In a weird way. That's so mad because I, I remember when you started, it was weird because I didn't even like feel like I knew you'd retired. Yeah. And then suddenly it was just like, wait, why is he just on BBC or on BT? It was like a weird. Well, the problem. The thing moment. is, people, why people didn't know. For a year, whilst
1: I was doing the media, I was still trying to get back playing. Okay. So I had this bad knee injury. I, just, I, just, I thought I touched the wrong knee. I don't even know what knee is anymore. <laughs> but I had this bad injury, and um, one of the beauties of what molded me, I, I think personally, and my style as a, as, a, as a pundit was, I was at QPR rehabbing my knee, Monday mm. to Friday, right? On, Saturday I'd go and do like Match of the Day or I'd go and do yeah. BT Sport or whatever, Sky Sports I was doing at the time. I was doing IT. I was working for everyone, yeah. right? And QPR bottom of the league, like having one. And I'd be on one of these channels on a Saturday having to criticise them and then, go sit, <laughs> and then go sit in the dressing room on Monday morning and walk past the gaffer in the corridors. And I remember there was a game, I did my first Match of the Day too, and QPR played against Man United away. And um, they, they got, I mean, I'm, I was sat next to Mark Chapman. In the stand because it was one of those match of day twos where you're at the stadium,
0: yeah.
1: and I'm just naturally going, "That's too much space. He's yeah. not got tight enough. Why is he not hitting that pass?" And they're like, "And they're next to me, like writing down all these notes." Yeah, I didn't know how to do analysis at the time properly. Yeah. They're writing all this down. Anyway, end of the thing, they go, "Right, Jermaine, this is what you've been talking about. This, we're now going to do the show, yeah. and we want you to just talk about exactly what you said." I said, "Right, fine." And you know what? Mark Laurenson was amazing. So yeah. back in the day, like Loro obviously yeah. and Alan Hansen were the were the guys. Yeah. And you hear stories, but he was so giving. He went, Jermaine, it's your analysis. Off you go. Great. Do your thing. He was brilliant. Um, and then I did it, and then off the back of it, there was a really good response. And I thought, you know what? I think I enjoyed doing that. Yeah. But I still had to go into training on Monday morning. <laughs> you get told And, and I went boys. in, <laughs> and I remember seeing Harry. And Harry went, Oh, I saw you match your match a day at the weekend. I went, Yeah, yeah. And he went, Yeah, you were spot on. To be fair.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Okay, that's. And then, fair. And then
1: I went in and sat in the dressing room, and honestly, I used to sit in the corner. It was like me, Nader Manua, um, I think Armand was there. There was a couple like in yeah. this corner, and a few of the like lads who were at the back, like Joey and a few others, like came down, righty, all came down to speak to me and was like, I thought here we go, and they all just went, oh, what's it like? How much a day? Was it is it any good? Like what do they do? And they were all just okay. interested in the show, yeah.
0: so I, I was like, oh. And Joey's done bits now as well. Yeah. Joey's, Joey's done a few little What you don't realise
1: about footballers, and no matter where they're at, everyone is dreading retiring. And yeah, I was thinking it would be... I was forced to cross over the bridge. And in a weird way, I was jealous of them because they were still getting to play football. Mm. But they were jealous of me because I'd like transitioned. It's
0: really weird. It, yeah. was, a, it was a weird combo. What but it's, it's, like, it's like that. a lot of that fear, right, of what, what people think with um, professional footballers. is like... When retired, are they retire, what they're going to do? They're going to waste their lives away, or mm. you know, what what are they going to be forced into? Yeah. But the fact that you kind of fell into it almost quite naturally. Mm. I was going to say, did the um, analysis part of it right? Were you were you quite scared at first? Where you know football? Yeah. You've been playing like professional football, international football, like to really really good level. So you know the tactics and whatever. But like, is it is it different knowing it in your head and actually having to explain it on camera? Yeah. like to Gary yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah 100% yeah because also on Match of the Day in particular I'd say more than any other show because because um, the time constraints time constraints yeah. are massive yeah. and you it, it's like doing um what's the word I'm looking for it's like anybody who works in like a, a in an office job having to give a presentation but we're giving a presentation to the country on Brighton yeah. On Spurs, on Arsenal. Yeah. And you know every Arsenal fan are gonna be your biggest critique in the world. Oh yeah, room. we we hated you. Correct, yeah. But the fact is I love you now, You know what the, way, know the well. weird thing is? Weirdly, um I always got a good response from Arsenal fans. And even to this day, I get more Arsenal fans stopping me going, I don't like you, but I don't mind your punditry. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah fair. I get that vibe all the time. That must make you feel really good. Yeah, because I think yeah, it's that's what it is. Like number one, okay, against Arsenal, uh, I always raised my game for yeah. specific reasons, and obviously had like nice moments and shocking moments as well. By the way, we got yeah. beat more than we ever won. Yeah, but I just you know scored some goals yeah. and a few that really live in the memory for a yeah. few Arsenal fans. He's
0: shown, me. which is great. Yeah,
1: but you know, I was I, I was very conscious that I didn't want to be um, negative towards Arsenal in yeah. any way, like too negative. If I didn't need to be. I'm more critical of Tottenham than I think anybody. Yeah, but that's the thing
0: you're al- you're allowed to be because like you know if you were super critical of Arsenal yeah then everyone would be like ah oh, he's just it's so obvious or isn't it? but then it's almost like you you've afforded yourself because you play for the, the club for so long. Yeah. You've afforded yourself that thing of even if he really goes in on Spurs mm. you have to let him because he's been there he of knows course, the club you my know thing. what I mean.
1: Yeah. But I, I, honestly Timsy, I swear to you in terms of the way that I formatted it and again why the QPR situation was so important mm. in my development was more to do with, as a player, and this is honest truth, I cared more about the players than I did the fans. The fans, to me, um, I sort of understand, could have um, an impact, don't get me wrong, yeah. on, on me, whether it was negative or positive. Could give me confidence, could knock me down. I had to be, as most players are, you have to fight through those moments, and the players that are playing today suffer it more than any because of social media. Yeah. But I could have, in the fans game, a bang average game, that my manager and my teammates would go, you were unbelievable today, yeah. and that would
0: mean more to me. And, and I, 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 I totally understand that though, yeah. right? Because one, these lot are like your brothers, they're your family, Correct. right? And your manager's like your, your dad or your boss, right? But also, as much as we want to give fans credit, and like, I'm talking about myself as well, I feel Obviously, like I know I'm a football, fan right? Though. But I don't know as much about football as the footballers mm. at the club I love, yeah. or when you were at Spurs, as if you lot don't know. so. I, I understand why you would appreciate that more because you're all looking at each other going like, nah, this is, just, we all know what's going on. My mates used to go mad at me.
1: Like, I, I was in and around the England team from like 2002-3 to 2010, yeah. right? It was about, I think, my last game. Played against Brazil away in Qatar. On all in right, Chased Kaka around for about 90 minutes in the <laughs> night heat. Not the nicest guy, all. by the way, guy. Lovely guy, lovely guy. <laughs> lovely bloke. Um, and I, a lot of what I would class as, I mean, I only got... 21 caps, you know, in a generation, which was unbelievable, by the way. And but a lot goal. of my Got the goal. But a, long, a lot of that longevity, for me personally, which I would class as longevity because of that era, yeah. is um, was around not trying to... I, I never came onto the pitch going, I've got to impress in this mm. 10 minutes I'm on. I used to go on, listen to the instructions of my manager. He'd be like, keep it tight, keep it simple. I want us to win this game. Even if Fabio, I, right? Whoever, I yeah. just do it. Do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of—I was always just about pleasing my, my teammates. Yeah. And so when it came to being a pundit, I used to see other pundits towards the end of my career and think, "All right, you're just shouting from the rooftops trying to get some attention." Yeah. That wasn't me. I wanted the ability to walk down here in the street in Soho, bump into Alex Huxley chamberlain who plays for Arsenal, and him go, "You're right, Jermaine. Yeah, I see you criticised me at the weekend, but to be fair, you did it in the right way, and I, yeah. and I accept that." Yeah. I didn't want that. Element of
0: thinking, oh my God! There's Alex across the road because I've absolutely abused him to try and get some clicks on Twitter. Yeah. Like, well, also because I feel like you probably caught the, the the tail end of just when social media started to go absolutely mental, right? Yeah. I so did, like yeah. at the beginning of your career, like when mm. I was just watching the very beginnings of you and stuff, wasn't really internet was about, but it's no when it wasn't there was no like social media in keeping up to date with every second. Yeah, thank God. But then by the end of your career, yeah. that's when it's like yeah. really heating Popping up. up yeah. So do you reckon that has like fed into when you do your your punditry and stuff mm. and your critiques of whatever, Spurs, Premier League players? Does that come into your head at all? Because you know you've been there, you've been at the receiving end of absolute, Criticism. you know, backlash and stuff. That does that make you maybe not be as honest or take the edge off? some of the criticisms you might have of a player or a team because you know how, how detrimental that could be to the player like you were watching it live.
1: Yeah. Potentially at times. What I'm always trying to consider, right, Harry Maguire, right, is a key example. <laughs> look at <laughs> your face, bro. Here we go. This is a No, honestly, right, so I look at someone like Harry Maguire and I go, I can't imagine what he's going through on a personal level. Yeah. And I really respect that he sticks his chest out and gets himself out on that pitch week after week because I watched a lot of players that just went missing. Yeah. Under a tiny bit of criticism.
0: Yeah.
1: I've got an injury. I got a back. I got this. I got that. Don't want to be. I'm not travelling away. That was happening for fun in the Premier League. Really. And with him, he'll know deep down he's going for a bad time. He's not been good enough. Yeah. He's been going he knows, for a bad time. Yeah. It's also weird. When he plays for England, he's very good.
0: Yeah. On the whole.
1: So. Well, you know, you're a bit like, something's happening at this club and the pressure he's under and and what people are saying on social media, whatever it may be, that's having a negative impact on this person's life. Yeah. So he's got to take himself out of it at some point because it's not going to come back around. It's just not. It's too far gone. Yeah. But in terms of me criticising Harry Maguire, I mean, I don't know from a time-sensitive point of view this going out and stuff, but obviously they played severe and I'm kind of going like, you're miles off it. Yeah. <laughs> That's something more You, you can't would say. sugarcoat that situation. <laughs> yeah. And he knows that. Yeah. But you also can word it in a way that is just, I used to be professional as well. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because if you had a shocker right, and you had someone who was an older but used to be a player who's now yeah. a credit and going, my genius had an absolute shocker. Honestly, I don't know why he keeps playing, blah 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 You're going, geez, come, come on, mate. Yeah. Like I'm trying my best. Just word it in a different way. Like anything yeah.
1: you want to say that is like, I don't know, half disrespectful, like ring me if you want. <laughs> I'd rather hear it from you face to face. But yeah. like I remember, when I, I, I've only ever had like, I think one person ever messaged me. And I still to this day don't know whether it was a bit of a joke or not, but it didn't feel like one at the time. Mm. And I'm, I was good mates with him. And we don't really talk because we fell out anymore, but he's just gone his road, I've gone my yeah, road. Yeah, yeah. And I love him to bits. When I was uh, at Villa with him, loveliest kid ever it was Fabian Delph. Oh, and Fab's amazing. such a nice guy. Yeah. And um, I was doing match a day, Villa were going down, um, it's a bit like watching the Premier League now. Yeah. Certain things to stink.
0: Yeah. You, you know, yeah, it's true. It's you just true. look at them and you go, you can't score goals. But that's the thing. You want that, that level of honesty though, right? Because you don't want to, I, I get it and I'm always, I would always probably err on the side of like, wanting to protect the players because I, yeah. I, I, like they're humans at the end of the day, right? Yeah. But you do want that right balance of like, you've got to be honest as well. Like You can't I've sugarcoat. Got, got, uh, yeah, exactly. You know,
1: you've got to put your, your neck on the line at times. Yeah. And when it comes to kind of like a team that is steering relegation in the face with 10 games to go, mm. and you can see it clear as day, yeah. you're going to call it. Yeah. And, you know, I called it. I was like, this team can't score goals. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And then I get a text like, oh, considering you used to be that I thought that was a bit harsh type thing. And I just said, well, and it wasn't he wasn't horrible to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I, just, and yeah. I just said, well, that's just how I feel. Yeah. And they went down. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and then he went to Man City and won the league. Okay, yeah. So Everyone, it everyone that was reason. happy. Do you know yeah, what I mean? But yeah. it's like,
0: just it, it,
1: he was in an emotional state. Yeah. And I was probably I was seeing it. Yeah. How he probably sees it now he's out of the game if he's even interested, which I don't think he is. But yeah, that is just the life of a pundit sometimes. You've got to call it.
0: Nice. You enjoy it though. Love it.
1: Yeah. I mean it's it's got a bit like um there are certain pundits that are pundits and just stick at it. I've never felt like a like I'm going to end up in that seat. I've always felt really? like... No, like as much as I enjoy co-coms, presenting. I feel like I'm going to present at some point. Yeah, I'm going to host. I want to ask the questions. I, I, even when I was a pundit, you know, my punditry friends would be like next to me and you know gary might be asking questions yeah. or jake humphrey whoever it is i was working with lindsay you want and to guide the conversation right i would ask than somebody else a question yeah or oh, would you Rio, if you if you were doing that what would you do yeah. i'll just naturally do it yeah yeah and so i knew early that that was going to be the progression for me nice and it was just kind of like when and how but then i'll do like world cup final and i'm on the commentary and i'm like oh my god that was electric that's the best thing ever to be properly involved in that. It was, yeah. So that's what I've spent the last like four years doing, really. Yeah, just grinding. Figuring out every aspect of it and I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to get to where I need to get to, basically.
0: But now now you've experienced those like so post the different career now. So it's almost like you've had two careers, right? Yeah. Football on the pitch, mm. off the pitch presenting stuff, right? Yeah. And you've had the thrills of presenting and hosting, doing live stuff, ballon d'or, all that. Well done, by the way. Right, mate, um nice. does it come anywhere near as close as like on the pitch, you've nah. scoring a goal in the Premier League, getting through to the Champions League. Like, d- Not even I'm guessing that the the emotions. I know that like as you get older, right, everything I think anyway, like kind of slows down. You experience yeah. everything a lot more yeah um, acutely. But when you're when you're younger and you're going through those emotions, it must have just been like the most overwhelming. Yeah. sensation.
1: There are certain moments in your career that for some reason just sit with you and there are certain people that sit with you and there are certain moments and conversations that sit with you. Mm. And I've forgotten a lot about my career. You just do. I don't know whether I kind of like, because of my injury, I like (laughs) compartmentalised it and kind of went, because the way I finished, it was almost very traumatic. Yeah. So I kind of went, I must have put it somewhere in yeah, my brain thought, and just kind of, of brain, gone, yeah. forget about
0: that, move on. To protect yourself, right? I think so, yeah.
1: yeah, because I still, to this day, have dreams about me in training. Like, I'd be like in training, popping it around, and then I wake up and I'm like, ah, oh. mm, I'm not a footballer anymore. <laughs> and it kills, you're like, yeah. oh God, I, I used to love that. Um, but one of the people I I'll, I'll I'll just never seem to forget about in terms of a conversation was, was being at, uh, and it's because I know at the time I wasn't listening. Okay. I took it in, but I didn't listen. Yeah. And I was sat uh, when I was at Newcastle. I used to have Alan Shearer sat here. Legendary. I'd sat, I, I was here, and I had Gary Speed on that side of me. Oh my God. So it was just yeah, like two great, great so much yeah. experience, and I was sat either side of them, and I was just in autopilot. It was you're just a kid, like man. you know, playing for England. I'm like the third most expensive teenager in the world. I'm making money. And you're going, I've, I'm a top dog. I'm, I've got everything going for me at the minute. I'm like third in the league. I'm playing Champions League football. And I'll just never forget Gary Speed just going. It's going really well for you at the minute. But take it all in because yeah. blink, and it van- it blink and it goes. And I specifically remember going, yeah, yeah, I know Gary. And like getting up and walking off. And it did. You blinked and it yeah, vanished. It and does he, go, right? Well, he was at the back end. Of, he must have been like thirty-five around that time, yeah. playing for Newcastle, like who were a big team in the Champions League uh, at that particular time. And you know, talking to a nineteen-year-old and giving me some wisdom, and I obviously took it in,
0: but didn't. But at the delayed, time. you took it, it for took some reason. One. It's it took one of a things,
1: while. Yeah, it's one of the things that stuck with me.
0: But then, like, yeah, but I feel like it. It must be so hard to be that young, and as you say, like encounter all of the success and kind of. Mm. you know, all this potential at such a young age and not ignore it. How, how, how can you really take that on board and like take like it, it, it in its measure, right? Like I, like, I remember winning exactly. my, first,
1: oh, my first, my only Young Player of the Year award, right? And I was at the, the Grosvenor Hotel and I'm sat around a table and it was an amazing night for Newcastle. Um, Kieran Dyer was in Team of the Year. Craig Bellamy had won the Young Player of the Year the year before me. I'd just won Young Player of the Year. And I think Bobby Robson was given some kind of like
0: Life of achievement lifetime sort of achievement thing,
1: yeah. award, and we had our own table, and there was all these celebs on our table and stuff like that. And then Thierry wins the big award. Come on! And I've won the other one. I'm speaking to Thierry after, and Thierry said to me, every single, uh, or it might have been Keown, said to me, every single player and address in address dressing room voted for you. And I was wow. like, I was like, that I means Arsenal, great team. This yeah. is unbelievable. And I specifically remember winning that award and thinking. I can do this again for the next three years. Yeah. I, you know, if this is what it takes to win this award and think then it was kick on... too easy? I think it's just a mixture of things. I think you just get complacent. Yeah. You just get complacent. Like, like, I remember going into the next season almost thinking, do the same. The same's not enough. Mm. That's the problem. Yeah. The problem is if you do the same, you're miles off it because there's a bunch of people behind me. Scott Parker, Nigel Ryokoka, Michael Carrick. Yeah. All these guys were looking at me and going, that... That I want that, that's mine.
0: So, do you reckon that's So they what work harder? People don't give enough credit to the people who keep on getting, but like you've got the Gareth Bale, Harry Kane, Ronaldo Messi, That's why they're world class. Yeah. That is what
1: that is exactly what world class is consistency of a certain level over a period of time. Mm. Not one season or two seasons. Mm. You're a great player if you can do it at that period of time. You know, I was that. I, I had big moments and I had longevity uh, over a period of time before I was injured. But a million miles from world class because. You, you're not doing it every minute of every single game for season, season, season. Like yeah. Lampard, yeah, goal, 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 yeah. goal, goal. Yeah. every year, relentless. Yeah. Gerard, the same. These guys were relentless, which is why they were the greatest of Premier League's ever seen. Yeah, and um, that's what it takes. Yeah, and I think for me, if anything, I just had a little bit too much success too soon, and it yeah. took me a while to regain right. Get back on this board. Get back on train. A little and the bit train. of humility and a bit yeah, more. and get and get going again. Yeah, that's all it was. But that, that you know, kids, you're seeing it in kids today. It, yeah, it
0: yeah. That's a, to be fair, I wanted to speak about that. But before we go on, though, I know you mentioned about the the, the Arsenal players voting for you, right? And I remember speaking to you a few <laughs> months ago. Are, are you okay to speak? Yeah, about yeah, this? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so. We almost signed you. Arsenal. I, mean, I say we. Yeah. Arsenal and you were almost a thing. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. I mean... When you say uh, how close as a percentage? Well, weird. I mean, it didn't happen. So
1: it must have been further away than I wanted okay. it to be at the time. It was a little flirty one. It was a little... Ooh. It was definitely... Look, I remember specifically kind of being sat there and watching Arsene Wenger talk about me on, like, in a news conference, saying, like, we rate the player highly, we respect the player. Um, and... I did, as you well know, speak to Arsene Wenger about this recently when I was doing the FIFA Awards. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because I had a bit of an issue with Spurs fans when I first arrived. Oh, really? Well, my, before I kicked the ball, they booed me. What, because you were at Forest? No, I think it was because I was good mates of Ashley Cole at the time. So me and Ashley okay. had been, like, posted, like, me and Ash had been, um, uh, we got in London together. I went on his stag do, We was yeah, always out yeah. together. There was me, yeah. Ash, Penn and a couple of others were always out in London having a laugh. And um, then when the Arsenal stuff came about, I think I made it pretty clear- That, that you were th- open to it. That I wanted to go to Arsenal. Uh, I mean, look, Arsene Wenger was today's Pep Guardiola. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah, it, yeah. Arsenal were playing the best brand of football and he was bringing through the youngsters and developing them and creating them into superstars. And yeah. that's where I saw myself and it's where I wanted to be. So when I spoke to him recently, I said, look, what happened? So like, hey. <laughs> he's over it, by the way. <laughs> well, why not? No, of I course, Ask yeah. the question. I yeah. was like, because basically I was at FIFA in Zurich and then the message came through, you know, Arsene's uh, in his office upstairs, why do not you go speak to him? And um, I was like, okay, and then it kind of changed and he was like, he's coming down anyway. Why are you doing rehearsals? Have a chat. And um, we had a chat, blah, blah, blah. And I bottled it and I wanted to ask him then. Yeah, and I bottled yeah. it. So when I went to do the World Cup draw... After the draw had finished, there's a few people having a nice bit of dinner in the bar. There was David Dean, went Seed there. I mean, every name you can think of.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was just like, what happened? You know, I, I know during that time when I was about to leave Newcastle, you were interested, why didn't you buy me? And he said, look, the mistake I made, he said, I should have bought you when you left Forest. Okay. I knew about you at Forest and I should have bought you then. He says, when you left Newcastle- um,
0: Too expensive. For the
1: price they were asking for, we were in the process of doing the stadium. Number one, mm, and yeah. also Sesk. Oh, yes. They, they had some unbelievable young He, yeah. says, he said, I, I was very fortunate to know the, mar- like the market very well. Mm. And I had, I think he bought through Sesk. Abu Dhabi bought for very cheap. Yeah, that was Abu that same the best player. Abu one of the best players I've ever played against, by the way. Really? Yeah. And he, one of the most robbed players in football history, in my opinion, for yeah. his ability. Yeah. Um, and, you know, i understood where he's coming from it was like i'm building this stadium i've got these good youngsters and i will never forget being at newcastle and i watched arsenal play in the charity shield and i think Sess came on and he was like 15 or 16 i don't know he was young yeah i and think I, it was 15 and 16, yeah. i watched him and i was like he is outrageous different gravy. there's no it? way i'm going to newcastle <laughs> i mean there's no way i'm going to arsenal now. Yeah, he, yeah. he's that good really he, he was that good so it was like yeah, it, it, I'm sure it was, sure it was interest, close. Right? If, if yeah. the circumstances were different, I think you probably would have took the punt. Yeah, um, but it didn't happen, and you ended up going to your rivals, and that's probably part of the reason why I used to be so pumped up against you lot.
0: Yeah, fair. Yeah, there was a little bit of a subconscious kind
1: of two things. i right, It was like Spurs, get Spurs fans back on side because they didn't like me at the yeah. start. Oh no, and I, I, want, I wanted them to love me. Yeah, I did. I, you know, as much as I talk about fans, and they did this, that, and the other. It was important that my own fans understood and appreciated me. So mm. it was like, Arsenal, calendar, that's the point there when you can get them back on side. Yeah. And, um, every year it was, yeah, I, I loved those
0: battles. Yeah, yeah. Loved them. You did, you did turn up for those battles to be fair. Yeah. Um, little word on Abu Dhabi, by the way, because yeah, yeah. obviously it's, he's almost more like, their streets won't forget sort of type oh. player, right, where, oh. but this is the thing, right, you've played with and against some unbelievable players. I mean, mm. talking, especially midfielders, oh Vieira, yeah, 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 yeah. Fabregas, you Gilbert, played that with era. Modric, whatever yeah, yeah. But, Abu Diabi, I'm guessing in terms of skill level wasn't. I mean, it was the fact that he was so young, right, he, and had the potential. He was more skillful than Vieira.
1: Yeah, way more skillful than Vieira was mad skillful. Yeah, he his Diaby's feet were nuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, and but Vieira was like vicious, just complete dominating. Yeah, just like he'd run past you, run through you. Diaby had that almost like Grace. Moussa Dembele thing. Mm. We'd face you up yes. and go, I'm about to go you, and you're going <laughs> to deal with it. <laughs> because you get to a certain point and sky like that. And yeah. it was just massive and gangly and it was just, it was very hard to handle. Yeah. And anytime I didn't see his name on the team sheet for Arsenal, I, honestly, so like, Cesc was a way better player yeah. than Diaby, yeah. but in terms of just like dealing with him, yeah. it, it was less personal. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. Cesc was everywhere, yeah, yeah, so yeah. he wasn't embarrassing you personally. He was just running the, the whole game. team. Yeah. Whereas Diaby was like one v one. You're gonna find this difficult today. And yeah. honestly, like very,
0: it, it, I felt so sorry for him when it, and he got done. Yeah, he got he, 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 he got career ruined by yeah, one person. Yeah, it yeah, it was it was horrible. I remember that as well. To this day, it's like I'll yeah, never forget that. Much. Right. But it's so funny as well to hear that, like from one professional foot, because you always think right. Premier League footballers, you're going like, relatively equal footing, but you looking at another midfielder and going, oh God, I've got to play against them. Because that's literally what normal footballers and normal people <laughs> have to go through. You know
1: what? I, I remember um, Aaron Lennon coming to me one day, so we're playing against Reading, and I don't know whether Azza had this own, his own personal beef with one of their players or mm. not, but they had this kid in midfield called... Kevin Harper, I think, and I think he was at Arsenal as a youngster. Kevin Harper, I don't recognise I him. I know, man. yeah, I mean, I didn't at the time, right? <laughs> yeah, who's a, this, Donny? I'm just warming up, minding yeah. my own business, right, at White Hart Lane. And Azza comes up to me, and he goes, if you take that, you're nothing. And I'm like, take what? And he went, have a look over there. And I was like, what? And he went, he's come out and warmed up in a tank top. <laughs> and it was basically, you know, those like um, the bibs, the tight. No, no, you know the tight, like Nike compressed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, it was like a cut, cut off the sleeves one, and he's a, he went, look at him. He plays in centre midfield against you. He he doesn't rate you one bit. He's come to your home in a in a Nike compressed tank top, and you're gonna take that. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I'm not having that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know this guy, but I'm not having it. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, he, I mean, it fired me up. Yeah. I wish I had someone like that doing that on a r- more regular basis. Did, yeah. you, did you actually do- you He got it? dealt with. Okay, yeah. good. He there probably you go. got there dealt with. Go. But it, that's but such
0: a footballer term. Yeah, he got dealt with, mate. But Don't you know worry. what? It's like, it, these things happen at every level. Every yeah, level. That's, that's the amazing that's thing. That's the I love funny it. thing about football. I was going to speak. Oh, you got to move on to Spurs. Yeah. Obviously, it's fun, yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> so, I am going to throw my green tea on you. <laughs> so, you played in like legendary mm. Spurs teams. Mm. I mean, there's so much that I, I want to yeah, speak yeah, about yeah, Spurs yeah, yeah. actually because it is interesting, right? But, like, you see the current Spurs team with the amazing players they have mm. compared to your Spurs team and like the, maybe the peak Spurs team that you had with like Luca, Bale. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Do you reckon that was a better team than the current team? Your peak team? Yeah.
1: I think so. Yeah. The, the best Spurs team I've seen during my time there and leaving is Pochettino's team of Rose, Walker, Vertonghen, Ardevirod, Wanyama and Dembele. Class. Ericsson. Ericsson son Ericsson Delhi.
0: Oh Deli. Ericsson Son Deli oh, yes. Kane about up Dele. top. I That's the best Dele. Spurs
1: team I've seen in terms of the most complete. Yeah. There was not a gap on that pitch that was not like elite level player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My team I, I, I believe my team had some, some characters in there. Well, Modric and Bale, truly world-class, truly. You could put Rand, van der Vaart in that as well. And van der Vaart, yeah. Yeah, proper players, man. Yeah. honestly. The year we the League Cup yeah. against Chelsea, um, that team, Woodgate and Leddy King at the back. Yeah, class. They get in a lot of teams, mm. Woodgate and Ledders. So in midfield, you would have like, this is where the balance started to happen. It's like Aaron Lennon, but then it was like me and Didier Zicora in midfield with like mm. Steve Malbronc on the left.
0: Yeah, that's do you know what I mean. It's so not, it's like doesn't it's, it doesn't quite match up. No, it's like, it's okay.
1: But we 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 knew each other's games. Yeah. And then we had obviously like Kino and Berbatov up to front, where it gets back to being like world class, do you know what I mean? Now, the year after we signed Luca, then we signed Bale, The year we basically beat you three-two at your place. Mm. Was the best Tottenham team I think I played in. Yeah.
0: Because
1: we had Rafa at the peak of his powers. We yeah. had Bale at the peak of his py- powers. Yeah. Luca was going nuts in midfield. Yeah. You know, we had some proper players in that team. And then obviously we played Champions League. We did really well. Um. I, I believe that team beats
0: this team. Yeah, definitely. Fair.
1: I just think that that team that Pochettino had is probably the best one.
0: Yeah, fair. No, I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you. I I was going to say, right, so Bale, by the way, obviously, I I think a lot of people would agree people don't put enough respect on Bale's name because he's just had the greatest British export ever by a mile Yeah, yeah, I think but when he obviously was playing at Spurs and kind of like had his best year and then left for Madrid Mm. obviously you got good money for it but upset a lot of people right but do you not blame him at all because not because it's Spurs or anything like that but as a player you have to kind of think about it from their perspective, right? Where it's like, it's your own career. And I mean, you know, like the the windows of opportunity are surely really mm. small to really capitalize on your value. Yeah. Right. So when it comes to now, like Kane, that sort of thing, mm. do you think, or would you not blame Kane at all for like, at the end of the season saying, I've done my time, I'm still, in three years time, he's not gonna be anywhere near as valuable, but Kay. him at the end of this season going, I'm going to go to Real Madrid or whatever, if anyone, or City. Right. If I was Harry Kane, yeah.
1: I'd go Real Madrid. Right? Yeah. But Harry's got himself into a situation where he's also almost caused himself his own problem. Mm. Because of how, how important I think it is for him to be the Premier League's top goal scorer. Oh, I see what
0: you mean, yeah. That means a lot to him.
1: Well, he's come so far. He's only about 50-odd goals away. So, so move but stay in the Prem.
0: But then you bring in...
1: Then where are you going? Can't go Arsenal. No. Chelsea would take, bite their hand off, yeah, but he's but he not going to get. Daniel's never going to deal with Chelsea ever again after the whole Hazard and Willian situation, yeah. which is why you don't see that transition really happening mm-hmm. as much anymore. Um, City, Haaland. Liverpool does sport bought Nunez, Har- and City have got Haaland. Yeah. So Man United is his only option. Are Man United going to win the league next year? No. So what are you going there for? Money? Spurs will give yeah. him whatever he wants. Really, though? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's on a fortune already. Okay. And Fair. if he turned around and says, I'll stay, I want do 400, I, I, don't, I don't see a place where that doesn't happen. The only thing I think is how you're thinking, right, in terms of value, is how Daniel Levy's thinking.
0: Oh. Nobody else. I thought else. that's how players would think, though. Well, because like... I, yeah, where's
1: he getting his... Like, when you're saying... For example, when Bale goes to Real Madrid
0: yeah. for 100 million, you don't get like a massive chunk of that Deal. no 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 it's not even about the pure monetary thing it's it's the value it's the out of maximizing the value of, of yourself in yeah. terms of how good i am because bearing in mind like un- unless you are like bale christian or whatever you might not maintain that level for another eight years right so like it's not like it, anyone's a flash in the pan but say you have one incredible year suddenly mm. your value goes through the roof like what a time to maximize that and go somewhere and make the best of your it's career, he, you know?
1: I mean, look, Benzema is a better footballer than Harry Kane, right? Yeah. I, I don't oh, know. I don't know.
0: Harry Kane is so sick, mate.
1: He's unbelievable. Yeah.
0: I think Harry... I, I,
1: I personally think like Harry's game is actually closest to Benzema than anybody I can think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of link-up. Yeah. Do, and do, but Benzema's a, a god at Real Madrid. Yeah. And I don't know if we're being disrespectful, kind of going, because Benzema's getting on, yeah. how many more years can he do it yeah. when he's in the semi-final of another Champions League yeah. doing the business, yeah. do you know what I mean? And he's in the Copa del Rey final doing the business. Yeah. So he's obviously not falling off the edge of a cliff. Mm. If the opportunity arose for Harry to go to Real Madrid, and I was Harry Kane, yeah, I'd be going to Real Madrid yeah, purely and simply because he is always going to be known as a Premier League God.
0: Yeah. All right? yeah. There's
1: only him and Alan Shearer in that 200 bracket, right? he's going to be a God. Um, and he deserves to have some icing on the cake uh, of his trophy.
0: Go there, get a league title. Get a maybe league. Maybe get a little Pro- Champions you, League, mate. Have you seen that Real Madrid team? No, I know, I know.
1: <laughs> they're young. Yeah, I know. They're it's unbelievable. a young team. They're unbelievable. They're unreal. Yeah. Like, if for example they go right, imagine like I don't know what's his name again, the owner. Uh, the owner, but he, he comes to the owner of Real Madrid and goes, right, this year I've got two buys. I'm going to get Jude Bellingham, and I want you. Oh. Automatically, you're going this team's going to win Champions League.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going. Yeah.
1: On the flip side to that, you know, Bayern Munich have just been embarrassed a little bit yeah. in the Champions League. They'll be looking to bolster their situation to guarantee Bundesliga title mm. and a really good run at the Champions League, I think. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. they just always are a good side. So he's got options, um, but I just don't see him leaving. Okay. I
0: just don't oh, see it. That him. surprised
1: me, but... I, he should. Yeah. But he's not leaving the Premier League. Yeah, and if he's not even the Premier League, his only option is go Man United. If he goes Man United, yeah, then,
0: then it is sort of. He might, he might
1: fire them into a position where they might come second third, or third or second. Yeah,
0: they, yeah, they ain't going to be better than City. Not better than Arsenal. Or Arsenal. They're not. Come they're not. On. They're not a
1: better football team than Arsenal, and they're not a better football team than City. Yeah. And Harry Kane going there is going to add a bunch of goals. Granted, what's that going to do to Rashford? Yeah. Who's now lighting up? You know, there's so many reasons why. United probably shouldn't be looking at that option and yeah. he doesn't need
0: to look at that option. Right. Can I ask you something about Spurs? Because please. Yeah, please, yeah, please. I don't know if you wanted me to ask this. Right. What's wrong with Spurs? I say that very generally. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll expand. Spurs as a club. I think we spoke briefly about this on, on BBC when the cameras weren't rolling, right? Yeah. And we were like, so Spurs can get world-class managers. Mm. They're in a world-class stadium, arguably the best football stadium in the world. Yeah. Right? They're top four challenging for top four every season they've got world-class players and then you see with this Conte stuff and then Poch leaving right is that something always breaks down and I don't know what it is whether it's like just unlucky with the managers or when the manager says "Oh, it's the, it's the board level and fans say oh, it's Levy's fault or board level whatever like what is the problem though? Because you can be
1: unlucky once you can't be unlucky three, four, five times. Um, yeah. There's There's an issue at that football club which I think has been explained pretty well by Antonio Conte in my opinion. Oh, so you think he was right? Yeah, I do, yeah. But accurate? I yeah. think he was very accurate, yeah. I think he was well within his rights t- uh, to an extent to kind of like essentially just lose the plot, if you know yeah. what I mean, based on the basis that he wants to win things and you know, when I, when I was at the football club there was really good players there. Mm. I never felt like there was uh building towards I don't know trying to win anything
0: mm.
1: ever. Uh, uh, even the thought of winning things or the culture of the football club, which by the way, historically, mm. FA Cups, yeah, yeah, way yeah, UEFA Cups, yeah. you know, you go back Legendary to Legendary Players to a lot of the Legends, you spurs, know? yeah. Yeah, which is why the big reason why Spurs have a good fan base is because of that era of of the team and the players they had, you know. And it's where the argument between like Levy is raised, right? Yeah. When I was at when I was at Newcastle from memory, and I might get attacked here, Spurs were a mid-table Premier League team. Yeah. Very good players, very experienced players, but they were a mid-table yeah, Premier just League team. Top level, yeah. They weren't. Yeah. You had, you know, up there was basically United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Man United, Liverpool, Newcastle all battling it out for those European places. Mm. Uh, can't think of anybody else but I'm sure there was. Um, and Spurs were never really a part of that conversation. Enter Daniel Levy in two thousand and one, I think it was, Yeah. and comes in, starts buying players like Michael Carrick, Defoe, Pedro Mendes, Robbie Keane. Yeah. And you're looking at him, going, hmm, "He's becoming a bit of a problem." Yeah. I remember getting them, like them, getting Stefan Dalma from Inter Milan. Yeah. Um, two thousand two three, we play him in the quarter final of the uh, FA Cup, I think two thousand and two three, and. We beat them 1 0. Canute absolutely beat us up at St. James's Park. Yeah. Clybert got us the winner. And I remember coming off the pitch thinking, they're, they're, they're coming. They're a proper team. So he. And then when I arrived, right? Yeah. The goal was set Champions League. We want to be a Champions League team. Yeah. First season, we miss out. Lasagna Gate, whatever. I ain't talking about it. Don't go there. All right. Spoke about it. Did was, you have the shits? I didn't. I wasn't playing. So. <laughs> I was all right, but I witnessed it. It went pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so, we miss out by a point, whatever, to you lot, last game of the season. Um, we have a little bit of a tail-off. We sign some players again. Bang, knock it down the road. We're in the Champions League, right? My team achieved what, the, the, what was set what the out aim to was. me yeah. when I arrived. We want to be a Champions League team. Yeah, I just don't think they've got out of that mindset. The stadium's gone one way. The training ground's gone one way. They've not been able to convert their mindset into a winning team. The culture then, at the club is not a winning culture. But that's the thing. Is
0: that... I don't know if that's just you need to bring in a revolutionary manager or it's Levy's fault or... what. they brought I, I, in the revolutionary
1: managers, they've brought in winners and what happens at the top on a managerial point of view is just not matched. And I think at times that's been the manager's faults and I think at times that's been the owner's fault. Okay. Some, the, the, there always comes that kind of like stick or twist moment in every relationship. Yeah. And they've just had it with Antonio Conte, right? Granted, he said what he said, right? The powers at be could have gone... Let's have a really good think about this. Yeah. Is he wrong? Because yeah, there's, there's it, been wrong for being outspoken and speaking out of place. Yeah, and mugging you off. And yeah. w- you're my employee. I forget. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, no, I, you can swear, mate. Okay. Just... <laughs> oh, I'm not on the bib, Perfect. Yeah. I, I basically run you. Yeah. Yeah. I pay your wages. So therefore, that's, you should be not speaking out of turn like that. Yeah. But when I break down what he's actually saying, is he wrong? Yeah. So as a board, you should be going, he's got a point. Mm. they could have doubled down and gone, you know what, we've got one here, he's a winner, yeah. he's not happy, maybe we have just fell a little bit short on what we should be giving him, let's back him. Yeah, they yeah, could have done. Was, yeah, they, they could have. They could have done, but they're not uh, going to do that because obviously that. you got to show your power and your respect levels and this, that and the other. Yeah. But bearing in mind, Spurs have, Spurs have sacked a manager before a League Cup final, and they've just sacked a manager in the run to, you know, to to get into the top four. You couldn't have two more ridiculous things happen to a football club you couldn't so unfortunately when these things are happening the finger points one way yeah and it's pointing upwards right now at Enoch and at daniel levy uh and rightly so because i don't feel like they're doing they're not yeah they didn't support Poch, and it doesn't feel like they're supporting their managers and they'd probably argue well we have because we've bought this person in that player and spent this money um I, I, I think the bottom line of it is Conte had a point mm. and I felt it when I was there yeah. and you kind of just coast along with the
0: oh we lost today oh, never mind yeah. whereas other
1: clubs no 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 that's the thing that's yeah because
0: it's just is it, from the outside look at it, obviously like, we as fans like know virtually nothing mm. but then we see all these things and like there is obviously just something not right and I can't pick to, but then you don't want to just immediately go oh the players they're not even though in my head I'm going like this team is, is good enough to, to finish top four, right? They got, well, you, Harry Kane, Son. But then yeah. like, Son going through his goal drought and team not playing well or going ahead and then losing in the last minute. Like, mm. there is something not right. And yeah. as a player, yeah, you probably. would know, like, I always think it's quite harsh to blame the manager as much as, like, the players. But I don't know if you think it's not right
1: i I do tend to agree with that but i do you know it's the manager's um job to create the culture at a football club Mm. so antonio conte's rant was only right in terms of he's been inside he's had a look around and he's spoke a lot of truth Mm. but it was his job he's been brought in to change that yeah yeah do you know what i mean it's like you're the apparently serial winner and like disciplinarian that is the reason I've got you here, because we haven't got this winning culture at the football club. Yeah. I'm sat there going, I need a winner, I need someone to... yeah. You're my guy, and you've not been able to change the culture at the club. Yeah, That's your, that's your problem. And that's where I had a problem with what Antonio Conte said. He, se- he said he separated himself from the statement. Yeah. Um, it's, it is the big, big issue at that football club that they, they, they desperately need to solve. You lot have got recent history. And it's enough to fall back on because you walk through the corridors and you see Mikel Arteta, the FA Cup. Yeah. And you see, you know, managers before FA Cup and yeah. Wenger with Premier Leagues and you feel that as a
0: manager. Yeah.
1: You walk through White, you know, White Hart Lane, you got me with the League Cup, bro, like that. Buzzing. Legend. The last player to win something. Just, Legend but, of the Club. This, no, but honestly, I, I really feel for Spurs fans right yeah. now. Because like you said, it's all there. Um, but just to kind of like, probably like wrap up this yeah. section, I don't know if you've got more to say, but. No, 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 after with, this, we're done with Spurs. With um, Antonio Conte, all I will say is I had a really good chat with Sess Fabregas about him. Mm. And Ses told me that he was one of the best managers he worked with.
0: Yeah, at Chelsea, right?
1: Yeah, he was one of the most difficult at the time in terms of the work that they put them through. Okay. Um, and what I formulated from our conversation—this is my opinion, not sesks because he didn't actually physically say this—but what I formulated from our chat was that it's a short relationship. Yeah, it's not built for long term. It drains you as a player mm. because it's so monotonous. The, the, the training—when I look at some play now, mm. it's like you've been conte type thing. <laughs> That's how I look at it in my <laughs> mind. Yeah. That's class. There's certain managers that turn up and yeah, they go, you just, right, you what are we doing tell. today? Oh, we're doing shape. Great, doing shape again. What are we doing today? Shape. No shooting? No, shape. Okay. And you're like, great. and son just looks like you don't enjoy football anymore. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he
0: needs somebody fresh. Really That's cool. interesting. To, well, okay, so for you as a player, what did you prefer? Did you prefer, because you had, right, Harry Redknapp, you were yeah. AVB, so you've had like that, the... Yeah, yeah. My, no, my, Non-English, I, you've got the foreign visionary manager, you've got Harry, which is English manager. Yeah, yeah. What, what did you prefer as a player? The best I had was Bobby. So
1: Bobby Robson oh, was the yeah, best I had. Fair. And Bobby was a mixture of both. You know, Bobby knew how to set up a team and do shape and play 11 v 11s. And, um, you know, I, I, it's little things with managers. I, I had managers that sometimes played, always played short-sided short, uh, games, mm. which are great. Yeah. Until you go onto a real pitch on a Saturday afternoon. And you're thinking, why can't I make that run? Oh, it's because we're playing from halfway line every day. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Bobby was just, he was a tactician. He was... um... He was—he uh, had the ability to kind of like get into you if you weren't delivering, he had apps and then he had those fun days, oh we're having a five-a-side today, we're going to have fun. He was the perfect balance for me right. that, that I
0: had in my career. The rest of them had flaws everywhere. Obviously back in the day, right, obviously we were talking about this just off camera as well before, right, w- booze was the thing. Yeah. And obviously booze is still around yeah, and you've still got yeah, players yeah. going out, wherever. but it's less, I, don't think it, you know. I say it's less common, no, it's still common but it's it's less accepted, right? Is that oh, like yeah, back yeah. in the day there's no tuesday clubs or anything. Every, yeah. yeah. But now obviously everyone we're, were even players back in the day on snus back in the day. Like oh, we're, you we're, know a, early career for you. So the fir- I never
1: knew about snus ever. Ever, right? So my first incidents that I ever came across with snus was Timo Taino, at who uh, was Finnish. Oh, okay. So oh, yeah, Spurs. the Scandinavian The Scandinavian yeah, 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 thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he had it in raw
0: form. Oh, God.
1: But we used to be like, it's just just tobacco.
0: The chewing tobacco type thing. So we used to
1: be like going to games and he had this little pot and he just used to like lift up his and brush it down like this and he'd just be there like that. (laughs) (laughs) Talking to you. And you'd be like, Timmy, what's wrong with you? And he'd be like, stuff jucking down his, you know, he's spitting everywhere. And you're like, what's going on here? Then he'd take it out, put it in the pot. And I never even questioned it. Yeah. I just, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And then at the back end of my career, when I went to QPR, Everyone was on it. So it's rife. Yeah. Everyone. I, I mean, to the point where I'm getting changed before a game. This team's getting relegated, by the way. I've turned up looking at the team, going, I've turned up January thinking, hang on a minute, we've got Laurent Remy, Esteban Granero at yeah, midfield. Yeah, we've
0: got players. Uh,
1: Jose Basinger at right back, myself, Adele, Adele Tarats in the team, right? I'm like, this team's not going down, we've got yeah. some players. And then I arrived and went, oh, right, yeah, this team's going down. <laughs> but honestly, I'll, I'll be like, getting changed, turn around the whole. Floor, it's full of snus. There was no, like, even hiding it. Players are just taking it out and throwing it on the floor. And I'm just like, this is mad. Yeah. I mean, I, pers- I personally don't take it yeah, because I've just yeah. heard horror stories. So,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, it's- well, because it's like, it's, it's not something, I think it's only really recently that people have cottoned on to snus culture, especially in football. I, it, I know it's been around for a really yeah. long time. But it's sort of like leaked its way out into the general public. Where now players are no, <laughs> Exactly. What, like, yeah. You holding, see everyone with their pots a
1: picture and stuff. of Vardy like getting on the England coach and he's just holding it in his hand like you yeah. don't care. Yeah. Like, but the thing iPhone. is though,
0: I, I always feel like even back in the day, you know, I don't know what your thing was, but everyone's got to have their thing, man. Like you can't be it's ultra racism. ultra, but yeah, hundred percent. Because obviously. You 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 can't it's like sports in the US, you can't do drugs or you can't be found with like marijuana yeah, or yeah, anything yeah. because obviously you get doped you get yeah. dope tested all the time, right? So like you've got to almost like pick your poison. Ideally, no one would do anything, everyone would be the most you professional thing. Tim, it's this, it's simple it's a cultural thing. So when you go and play
1: in Italy, yeah, after games everyone has a fag. Everyone's have, you know, most of the most of the, I've heard stories about like players who play for like milan half time like lighting up and sat there listening to team talks and yeah. stuff like that yeah. and um, but because culturally in italy around lunch times they have a cigarette and a coffee yeah so nobody frowns upon it if in anything, england that's cool Everyone's just like, well, and, and, then, so, and then the like, Italians will look at like England footballers and go, God, just pint monsters. Mm. All they do is just drink pints, you get a big belly, a yeah, girl, you know, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. healthy, you know. So it's all just a cultural thing. And like right now, obviously a lot of the players are going through this like snus culture or whatever, yeah. which wasn't around when I was playing. Um, but like for me, like my escapism was alcohol probably. Yeah, I just was, going uh,
0: out with the boys. Going and... out with the boys. Yeah. Um, would be like my date, like week to week type escapism. That's what most players' escape is, right? It's just like going out with the ball, feeling normal, I not. I think so, yeah. yeah. I, remember,
1: I remember like, you know, finishing games on a Saturday, and I used to live next door to Craig Bellamy, and he'd just like, I, I, would, I would literally go in, I was 18 years old, I'd go in, drop my bags, I'd run them straight upstairs, i had my mate with me, I'd be picking my outfit. As I'm about to go downstairs, bang, 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 Bella's a bit at my door, and he'd come flying through, and he'd be like, what about him today? And I'm like, what do you mean? And we'd sit there for about an hour and a half talking about the game. He's like obsessed with football. Oh, like, which okay. is why he's in management. And like, you just wanted to just... I'm trying to get out and, and, go and have a get, um, get on it with my mates. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the two things I had was that and then every summer I did something nuts like dyed my hair blonde, oh, okay, pierced I see what my you eyebrow mean. one yeah. year.
0: Raw, yeah. JJ at that... Fa- I wish I was about for the, that phase. I remember coming back like to St James's Park one day for training with my eyebrow pierced and Bobby was like... What the hell do you reckon if, if you could go back to the beginning, would you now? Because obviously now we just we love golf, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you just do golf, or are you glad you went through those no, phases?
1: I, 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 I don't think I you think needed it's those. Easy to say. I'd, I'd have changed a lot, yeah. Timsy, a lot. Trust me. I mean, there's. I know you're there's an angel a lot now. of things you change in the in, in in the past, but you can't live like that. Um, golf, it's just the greatest. I'd have loved to have started a little bit earlier. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but. Would I swap them for some of my crazy times? Probably no.
0: Yeah, fair. No, I think that's amazing. Yeah, that's great.
1: Yeah. So, and yeah. plus, I was doing it with no social media.
0: So, like, hopefully, it's said <laughs> and buried. Well done, sir. You escaped. You escaped the. Re- <laughs> Escape the matrix. Yeah. <laughs> um, just a final look back, right, on on your career. Is there anything like that you regret at all? Like, so the, mm. the best moment of your career, the f- mm. one that you will hold on to forever, but yeah. also is there anything that like, you can maybe change or do differently? Yeah. Loads. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I no, know no, loads. No, 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 no. But, but I'm going to if you like, <laughs> don't, don't <laughs> take the piss, <bits. laughs> <laughs> right.
1: One of the big things, right? Um, I wish I would have done then, and something was telling me to do it, but you wasn't actually allowed to do it at the time for insurance reasons, right? But when I got, arrived at Newcastle, there was uh, a fitness coach there called Paul Winsper. Yeah. So ahead of his time. Really? Okay. Like you would not believe. Yeah. I arrived and he went, you're mine. I'm going to get hold of you. Because nice. I was so skinny, but I was so fit. Yeah. And he was like, we're going to make you strong. I'm going to make... And my training sessions were harder than games. I used to finish games and think I could play another one. And, but he'd have me in the gym and, I, and there would be me, him and Bella's, sometimes Kieran when he was fit, and we'd be doing like... Um, like squat, 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 oh, so drop the ball, bound, sessions. bound, sprint, yeah. stop type stuff. Yeah. And we'd be doing it over and over again. And you go, you go into games, my legs are feeling fit as... And that was the year when Young played a year. And uh, I nice. flew through that year. Yeah. And I come in the next year and he's not there. And I'm like, where's Windy? And they're like, oh, he's been poached by Nike. So Nike came in and took him to Oregon and offered him the job of his life.
0: Nice.
1: And It was the first, like, I didn't think anything of it because I just thought, well, I'll be fine. That's like, you know, I'm fit. I'm the one that's fit. And I just wasn't as fit or or as strong. The games became a little bit harder. And the whole idea, like, what Ronaldo's done of treating your body as a business, Mm. having a fitness coach, having your own, like, masseurs and having your own chef and stuff like that. Realistically, when I look back, I should have just gone to the football club and said, look, what am I offering him? I'll pay him. Yeah. I'll pay him that but you lot are paying it him. <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah, because yeah, yeah. He he's that good, does that for me and he's yeah. doing it for him so he's making you lot money so whatever he's why ever he's leaving mm. pay him the money yeah. like, I was like 19 years old Yeah. and at the same time um, look, when I know about insurance purposes is that when you back then if you hired your own people your own physios and your own this and your own that if anything happened to you you weren't really covered because they were like well that we didn't hire them so they whatever they were doing with you that's your fault Okay. So you weren't really covered, So, it, but that for me was the only thing. And I, if, I, if I'd if i have had him, yeah. I feel like um, the mentality, it's like having a caddy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They're just there. Ultra bit of professionalism just and a bit after more. Just
1: looking after you a little bit more yeah. than, uh, or actually just getting the best out of your physique really as well. Yeah. Like, you know, and, I, and I, that's the one thing that I probably would have changed.
0: Okay, fair. But also off the pitch now. Yeah flourishing media career let's call it broadcasting career oh thank you i'm guessing you you know you've got a lot on the horizon but is there anything that in the in the next few years you want to because there's not as clear a path with football right you're you're a kid you're a wonder kid and and you've got all these potential career paths but you're still playing football it's just for a different club Mm. but with this i'm guessing it's it's far more open and varied i think so and
1: I've had a bit of everything mm. and I know what I like. I know what I don't like. I, I remember I, I, I would get asked this question all the time. Like, what do you want to do? What's the goal? You know, when I'm meeting with my agent, what's this? Where do you want to be 10 years time? Where do you want to be five years time? And um, I was sat like having a good think about it to myself the other day and I just thought, and, and the only way I could come up with any answers was, what makes you happy? Mm. Does that make you happy when you go and do that? Or is it a job? Okay. Does that make you happy when you go and do that? Or do you feel like oh, I'm not looking forward to doing that today? And I'm starting to take away the things that don't make me happy anymore, mm. is, is, is the plan. And as much as I love presenting, and, uh, you know, being on like the one show I love, because it's opened up a whole different...
0: We're at world to you, yeah. Yeah, like
1: I'm meeting new people, and I'm having so much fun on this show. Like, Alex is just the best, yeah. honestly. Like, we have loads of fun. Ronan's brilliant. Um, there's an element of me that wants to get into like ownership more of um, shows and stuff like that. I, okay. w- I want to get on the other side of things. I you want, want to-, to become the rock? Oh well, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you become a billionaire—that's a bit different. <laughs> but I mean, just like have a like, bit I know, more, I know what you mean, not yeah. be as much of a like slave to the trade yeah, type yeah, mentality. Yeah. So, I, I get, I get what you and, mean. Yeah. And also, like from a creative standpoint. Yeah,
0: have more of a say in. Yeah, what you're like doing I, I and sit something. and
1: I'm doing things sometimes, and i be like, this would be so much better if it was done. But like as, and as I you can s- do that now.
0: As you say, with like what you consider work versus what you actually really enjoy doing. Like, yeah. there's a lot of our work, right? That I say a lot of our work. Some of my, some of the work that we do, I think. This is work. Yeah. It's still fun, yeah. but it's work. I'd 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 rather not do this, mm. but it's work and it's fun and I make the most of it. There you go. But some of it is also like, nah, this is sick. Correct. Like live stuff, I the buzz I get from live. Can't beat it. Yeah. So I it's, watch it's such so a rush. Yeah. And you might, then you it,
1: can't beat that, that
0: feeling of something might go wrong. Yeah. But then also when you do it and you nail it, you're like, buzz. I'm fucking sick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's so that, good. It's so true. It is so true. So it's just like. You you get to this stage and you you've been through it a little bit yourself as well where you're mm. just like yeah this, I don't want to go and do that I don't want to yeah. do this and um, and also like we're having a little chat off here then want me we, about even like the snus thing yeah can we talk about the snus shall yeah. we I, but I don't want to be the, in that place exactly I'm forty years old before kids I want to talk, <laughs> talk about what I want to talk about
0: yeah no but exactly this is why I, I, I really like doing this right because it's, it's ownership of my thing yeah this is my show I can literally do That's what, what I want yeah and uh, you know that's within normal social boundaries and but stuff, then all it, it takes it. is like like with me like i've of got course, quite a lot of one, brands i work uh, with yeah yeah.
1: and all it takes is one of those brands to pick up on something i've said on a pod and be like yeah yeah
0: but that's what i know but there's not nothing...
1: in keeping with what we're you exactly know. but there's nothing that we've said that's untoward or whatever we're sweet we're all good one of the things i've bit i've heard a lot of when it comes and you might even know more than me about this because you're around this group of players more than me the one of the things i've heard about jude bellingham mm. is that from a parenting standpoint, his support system is incredible. Mm-hmm. And you can almost see it in the maturity of him as yeah. a young man, um, that he's got that disciplinarian type background. And um, from my understanding, his dad was in the police force and this, that, and the other. Uh, it's one of the big reasons why
0: that kid's not gonna stop. Yeah. And why he's gonna be He can successful. go to the top, yeah. He, he's gonna go right I mean, he top. will because he's an absolute machine. Yeah. I a, love him. And he's not gonna play for and your football And he's such a good boy club. as well. He's like, such uh, a good boy. You think he goes to Arsenal? I would not like that mad too. though? Like, you're top of the league right now. Yeah. Like, why but can't you, you attract to of Jude course. Bellingham? But 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 he, it's just too much dough. It's too much it's dough. It's too much dough?
1: You were playing Ozil and Sanchez four hundred grand a week the other yeah, day. Yeah,
0: but no, no. I'm saying to get him.
1: Oh, you're gonna have to me pay. Out. The last two windows, well, you spent two hundred million.
0: Uh, but that's the I thing. I don't know. I'm just a stupid fan. You're this is what go I was buy... just talking about. You were gonna go and buy a Casada for sixty mil. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, mate. Why is your voice th- you th- so a... high? Like, because I'm defence mode now. <laughs> <laughs> you having a go at me? It's like I don't. I'm we got, just. We to go between a lines. Oh yeah. So that is it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be really close. Right. Well, I'm going to the game on Wednesday. Well, good luck. Thank you, mate. You mean, Are yeah. you
1: going to be there? No, I'm doing. I'm doing um, Spurs on Thursday against United.
0: Oh, oh. Wrap it up. Big game, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, Jay, thank you so. Well, thank you so much, man. Love Honestly, you. I really I appreciate absolutely it. Absolutely love you. Thank you love so you much, me. man. Um, guys, I hope you enjoyed uh, Tea with Timzy season three is a go. If you did enjoy, obviously leave a like, uh, comment below and I'll see you next week for a new episode. Bye.